Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Lizzie Wolf. I'm the rector here at St George's. And I love baptism services. I want to say a huge congratulations to everyone who has just been baptized. It is a joy to celebrate with you. I think the most exciting thing about baptism is that it marks the start of a great adventure with God. When I became a Christian at age 15, I remember feeling like I had arrived. I'd been thinking about Jesus for a while, looking at the evidence, counting the cost, and eventually I made a decision and said a prayer inviting Jesus into my life. I didn't realize at the time, but although that prayer felt like an arrival, it was actually more of a departure, like a launch pad. It was the start of a great adventure with Jesus that is still going on today. Following Jesus is a lifelong journey. And Hebrews expresses that by using the image of the Christian life as a race. Now, it's not about competition. The key idea is that each of us has a course to complete, a goal to reach. And tonight, we are asking the question, how do we run the race well? Our passage in Hebrews gives us four pointers, and we're going to look briefly at each one in turn. Be encouraged, be holy, be long-term, and be focused. As we move through those four points tonight, I'm praying that God will highlight to you the one that you most need to hear. So let's start with the first thing that will help us to run the race well. Be encouraged. At university, I was a rower. Uh, We trained all year, usually early in the morning, sometimes watched by a couple of ducks. And then every summer, there was a big race. Now, I knew that it was popular, but I hadn't realized what a difference so many spectators would make. It was the same stretch of river that we'd practiced on, But now there were people everywhere shouting, clapping, whistling, cheering us on. As we turned that final bend, it was kind of like rowing into a wall of sound as the crowd spurred us on to the finish. That's the idea that's behind the opening phrase in verse 1. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... The witnesses are primarily Christians who have gone before us, including all the heroes and the heroines of faith listed in the previous chapter, chapter 11. Joanna talked about them a couple of weeks ago, and if you weren't here, I would really encourage you to listen to that talk on our podcast. These heroes and heroines of faith haven't disappeared, and they're not quiet, passive spectators. They know from their own experience that God is faithful. And they're cheering us on, encouraging us to keep going. 
It's a good idea to get to know some of the stories of these people. You can read about some of them in the Old Testament, but there are also lots of great Christian biographies. I asked our clergy team, and there are three that were kind of top of the list as our favorite Christian biographies. So I think they're going to come up on the screen. Um, the Heavenly Man, which tells us the story of a Chinese church leader called Brother Yun. The God's Smuggler uh, is the story of Brother Andrew. That's the person that Joanna mentioned in her talk. And then The Hiding Place tells the story of Corrie ten Boon. She was a Dutch Christian who was sent to a Nazi concentration camp for helping persecuted Jews. Now, there are lots of other biographies as well, um, but if you are thinking, oh, you know what, I might try one, you could do a lot worse than starting with one of these. Now, as well as being encouraged by stories from the past, it is also important to be encouraged by Christians who are around us now. In a big church like this, Small groups are vital so that you get to know some people well, and then you can journey together and encourage each other through the ups and downs of your race. We are working on finding suitable small groups for everyone who wants one. So do contact the church office if you're not yet in a small group and you would like to be. So that's the first thing that Hebrews tells us about how to run the race well. Be encouraged by others. The second is be holy. Sometimes athletes train by carrying heavy weights to build up their strength and stamina. But in a race, they don't carry anything. In fact, they take off heavy clothing and anything else that might get in the way or slow them down. And that's the idea behind the next part of verse 1. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Too many Christians run their race whilst carrying all kinds of heavy baggage. I'm thinking of things like anxiety, Resentment, pride, greed, fear, shame. These things hinder us. They make it hard to run the race. And some of them could seriously damage our chances of completing the race at all. Are you carrying something that you need to put down? Something that's getting in the way of running the race well? If so, I'd encourage you to take action. Perhaps you could take the first step tonight by asking someone to pray with you. We always offer prayer ministry at every Sunday service. Sometimes we need counseling or medical attention or other kinds of support as well. But when we pray, God meets us and it makes a real difference. So if you come forward for prayer at the end of a service, this is what happens. A member of our clergy team or our prayer ministry team will come and ask you, what would you like prayer for? And you can say as much or as little as you want to about what the issue is. I mean, when I say as much as you want, we'd have to go home at the end of the evening. But what I mean is you, you're in control of sharing your information. 
We usually would put a hand on your shoulder and then we would pray, come Holy Spirit. If you've asked for something specific, we'll pray a simple prayer, lifting that request up to God. And then we wait. In the silence, we believe that God is working. He is the one who can change our hearts. He is the one who can bring hope or peace. He is the one who can bring breakthrough in our circumstances. Sometimes, in the silence, the person praying gets a sense of how to pray next. That could be declaring a biblical truth or asking for something in particular. Sometimes we get a prophetic word or picture, and that can be really helpful, but we will always offer it in humility for you to weigh up. In my life, receiving prayer has been really important, and it's always a privilege to pray for other people. So do come forwards at the end of the service if you would like someone to pray for you. When we talk about holiness, it can sometimes sound quite heavy, quite judgmental. But really, holiness is the best way to live. It helps us to run the race well. C.S. Lewis put it like this, how little people know who think that holiness is dull. When one meets the real thing, it is irresistible. So that's the second thing that Hebrews tells us about how to run the race well. Be holy. The third thing is be long-term. The end of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Now the race marked out for us, the Christian life, is definitely not a quick sprint. I like to think of it as an ultramarathon. I remember reading about the spine race, one of the world's toughest endurance challenges. It's 268 miles non-stop along the Pennine Way National Trail in winter, and participants are allowed up to seven days to complete it. In 2019, it was won by Jasmine Paris, a 35-year-old athlete from Edinburgh, she set the fastest ever course time amongst all competitors, both men and women, in 83 hours, 12 minutes, and 23 seconds. Along the way, she endured heavy snow, winds gusting at 50 miles per hour, minus 20 degrees wind chill, and she also paused course side to pump milk for her breastfeeding baby. Now, I don't know what your life feels like right now. <laughs> Most of us have times when it's hard work. It's, it's like a steep, difficult climb. You might find that there are some unexpected twists and turns. Sometimes the sun is shining, the birds are singing, and we have a flat, easy path. But other times it is like we're running through heavy snow, with high winds and freezing temperatures, and we still need to feed the baby. The first thing to say about that is it's all normal. If life is tough, it does not necessarily mean that you are doing something wrong or that God has left the building. 
The Bible makes it clear that we should expect trouble and hardship. So with that in mind, we need to think long term. We need to develop spiritual rhythms and practices that will sustain us when things get tough. Now, when I say spiritual practices, I mean quite simple things, really. Things like reading the Bible regularly, serving in a church community, praying, worshipping. The key is to figure out what works for you, what works with how you're wired, and then to practice them. I've been reading a book called The Resilient Pastor by Glenn Packiam, and he says spiritual practices are like wells drawing from the river of life. And then he says, you know when the best time is to dig a well? Before you need the water. So if your life is going well, start digging now. That's the third thing that Hebrews tells us about how to run the race well. Think long term. Then the fourth thing is be focused on Jesus. That's what the rest of the passage is about. So Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 to 3 says, Let us run, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. These verses remind us that Jesus knows all about hardship. He endured significant opposition. He endured the agony and the shame of the cross. How did Jesus do it? He kept his eyes on the joy set before him, the joy of doing his Father's will, the joy of completing salvation. <clears throat> that can be a model for us. We too have joy set before us. We know the end of the story. We know that one day Jesus will wipe every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. But Jesus' life isn't just a good example for us to follow. Jesus changed everything forever. On the cross, Jesus dealt with sin and shame, with evil and death. And when he rose to new life, he made a way for us to come home to God. So those of us who follow Jesus have the joy of being in relationship with Jesus right now. That includes those who were baptized today. <coughs> and even if you're very new to all of this, it can include you if you want to invite Jesus into your life. I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I did that age 15, but I have never regretted it. Jesus sees us, he knows us, he loves us. 
Jesus is the friend who sticks closer than a brother. When we're weary, when we lose heart, we can turn to Jesus and he will help us. When it comes down to it, our faith is all about Jesus. And that's the fourth thing that Hebrews tells us about how to run the race well. Be focused on Jesus. So how do we run the race well? We've looked at four things. And I wonder if God is just highlighting a particular one to you tonight. Be encouraged, be holy, be long-term, and be focused on Jesus. Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.